New jingle, new voices. Welcome to this special guest season of Retrain Your Brain with me, chartered psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang. In this season, I am privileged to speak to so many well-being guest experts to learn all about their field and to give you loads of practical tips and tools to live your best life. Unfortunately, being online can really cause us a lot of problems, which is why I'm absolutely delighted to welcome my second guest, an expert on cybercrime and how to stay safe online, Danny Eastman. Welcome to the lounge, Danny. Thank you very much, Audrey. Lovely to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. Now, Danny is the founder and director of Cyber Fortified and is a cybersecurity specialist. He works in partnership with some of the largest cybersecurity and IT companies specializing in cybersecurity governance, risk management and compliance, developing and reviewing data protection policies, creating processes for privacy by design and legal requirement of GDPR, and training in cybersecurity and data protection issues. But Danny, we have a bit of a personal history because when we first met, both of us were secondary school teachers nearly 15 years ago. And really, for me, it's such a thrill to see how successful you are. And I am absolutely delighted that you are in the lounge tonight because your expertise is something that is so essential right now because it seems to me there's a new scam every single moment. I'm just gobsmacked when you said 15 years. <laughs> I, I just can't believe it's been that long. So, yeah, the, the pandemic has certainly brought in um, some new scams, but actually the methods haven't really changed too much. Oh. So um, uh, uh, when, when this all kicked when COVID all kicked off and we started to see scams, I remember uh, Google sort of said, you know, scammers are taking advantage of the increase in COVID-19 communications, mm. uh, disguising the scams as, as legitimate messages about the virus. Uh, alongside emails, scammers were also using text messages Mm. automated calls and malicious websites we certainly saw a lot of scams where the ppe i, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head but there was certainly a country that were actually duped into signing over quite a few million euro oh. for ppe and it was a big scam you get something called phishing scams ph for those of you that don't know but i hopefully they do there's ones that sometimes purport to be from microsoft or mm or Amazon, or Spotify, or mm -hmm. Facebook. There, there's, just, there's just hundreds of examples. And you would think that most people would be clued in, but I've got to tell you that the statistic over the last few years averages out to about 80% of attacks start in your inbox. Phishing scams cost businesses tens of thousands of pounds. People are still clicking on the links. People are still extracting zip files. And mm -hmm. the worst... The worst people are the ones that think they can't be they can't be tricked mm. because that kind of that misplaced confidence is exactly what cyber criminals are looking for. So is it just overconfidence that causes us to fall prey to scams or are there other behaviors that we need to be watchful for? Ransomware is something that if you if, if your listeners don't know is, is something that will encrypt your files and then you'll be. Um, held to ransom, um, hence the name. You might be asked to pay, I'm just an arbitrary figure here, a thousand bitcoins um, mm. to uh, release your files and also to stop them from being exposed on the dark web. Mm. Um, I have to say this right now because this is really important. Never, ever, ever pay a ransom mm. because I can tell you on good authority, your name goes on a list. 
Mm. Right. So on the dark, I, you know, we don't go on the dark web, obviously. Um, there are obviously organizations that help us monitor for our clients. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be the company that has to go on the dark web. When, when companies or people are paying the ransom, their names are going onto a for, on, on not just one forum, many, multiple forums, right? So that just, that just encourages more attacks. Yes. And yes, you want your files back and you don't want them to be uh, leaked online. Firstly, chances are they've already been leaked online. Mm. One, of the, one of the biggest ways to prevent it is education. So, mm. you know, the National Cybersecurity Center has some fantastic resources. They're written in such a way that non-tech people, on, you know, it, it helps, it helps, you know. But we must, net, like I said, the, this idea that, you know, to be a little bit too confident about never getting caught out is just, you know, famous last words. The, the other way is, is, is the phishing emails. Mm. And that's, we, we can kind of put that under the heading of social engineering. So if you think about con artists, and we sort of think how con artists work. What does what do con artists do? Well, con artists sometimes are able, you know, traditionally and historically are able to kind of do reconnaissance work. Mm. And guess what? The first stage of any cyber attack is mm. information gathering. We always say to people, don't overshare. Yeah. You know, when you overshare things, that's a problem. But also, you know, phishing emails use other techniques as well. They put you under pressure. They always look at things that are critical. That's how they really reel you in. You know, you've got 24 hours to sort this out. You know, you need to move money to this account. Or it, it's, it's always about, that's what we call the threat. Mm. But there's a time element there as well. So threat seems a very strong word, but it, it plays in. A spoof email that comes in, it looks like it came from the director or the CEO asking you to pay in urgently. Uh, and it looks like a legitimate invoice, but the, the, the bank details are different. And I can't tell you how many people have fallen for that. That along with the not oversharing. And by not oversharing, I would be talking about things like on Facebook where they do all those quizzes, like what's your mother's maiden name and what's your the street you used to live in because that's how you get your porn name or whatever. And suddenly you've given out your password details and your security oh. number. You know, oh. it's terrible. It's we why why do we leave ourselves so open to exploitation? It's denial. It, it always comes down to it. It's never it's never going to be me. Or it's just it's yeah. it's it's a conscious ignorance. You know? Yeah. I, I think there is naivety there, but I think sometimes it's a, it's a conscious ignorance. Actually, relating to that, um, is there a certain age group or is there a type of person that's more at risk? Because when you talk about psychology, in some ways you would say, oh, it's the people who are playing along with these. So they connect on Facebook a lot or they connect on social media a lot. But there's no age limit on that. It's not as if it's... This is the thing that young people are doing and then older people are doing. We're all doing it. I think historically, and forgive me for being for sounding ageist, I, I have no intention of being, but historically the elderly um, were easy targets, the same way that charities were very easy targets. Yes. But now young people are getting caught up in it. The fact that we're all using connected products. Yes. Um, not just to each other, but also to apps. Your health app on your watch to your phone. You know, just as one example, now, there's nothing listen, there's, there's nothing wrong with using those apps. Yes, some of the biggest ones have been breached, mm. but don't let that put you off. What I would say, just as a quick pull of a side, is see how, see how they're dealing with it. 
Good see point. How, how that company's dealing with it. There's a particular company who's, again, I don't want to, I've got to be careful with the name I use. You, normally I don't, but because this is obviously publicly broadcast, um, there was a, a, a company that does, who used to do all of our, as in the public's um, money exchange, foreign money exchange. Mm. Very, very well-known one. Mm. And they got breached a couple of years ago. And they became the poster boy or poster girl of what not to do. Yes. Um, and so, and that's that's where I would say to people, look, you know, you have to, we have to accept one thing. You know, accountants always used to say, oh, there are two certainties in life, tax and death. Fantastic. How morbid. Yes. But there is that third one, unfortunately. We have to accept that we may be at the very least once Mm. either as a company or as individuals a victim of cybercrime yeah. or a cyber attack we have to accept that you cannot hide from it you can imagine we get people saying to us oh we've never been hacked mm. and i always say that you know of mm. unless you've got something which is up to date and is sitting on your network or on your computer do you have a particularly memorable case that you've worked on but there was a company who we had two years previous to this so this so the incident in question happened in january of this year two years previous to this we were asked our our, uh, our professional opinion on 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 email security we had stated they needed to move from what they were using to at the time we felt that office 365 was something that would really suit what they were doing or mm -hmm. trying to do and we of course have said you know invest in some email security either through microsoft or wherever you want to go we can signpost you because at the time we weren't a solutions company as much unbeknownst to us the director of it did nothing because they felt that we were it later transpired they, they felt that our company was getting get kickback i was thinking well microsoft don't, don't do kickbacks so that doesn't work and unfortunately, we do get a lot of pushback. You know, we do get, a, you know, IT, IT uh, bods work very hard mm. and they're often pushed to one side or mm. kind of, you know, seen as the loners in, in companies. And this is a problem, of course, because that's a cultural change that mm. needs to happen, but it's probably unlikely to ever happen because let's just say that the cultures of both sides don't yeah. match, you know. And what happens is when we go in, of course, they kind of see us as a, a force against. Yeah, yeah. And I always say, look, we're here to make you look good. Not that you don't look good, but we're here to support you mm. because we understand that you are unsung heroes. Fast forward two years. Mm -hmm. So this change mm -hmm. would have cost them over those two years, would have mm. cost them somewhere in the region of, 12 to 1500 pounds i can't say what we build them mm. but i can tell you it was a significant five-figure amount oh, gosh when they called us and said that they'd been attacked and guess where it. and guess where it was it was through the email it's actually quite a nasty uh, attack and i'll tell i'll tell i'll tell, tell you what it is just so your listeners can at least uh, yeah. appreciate this so often when we get those sort of you know, phishing emails like, mm. hey, Amazon wants to give you a $100 gift card or whatever. They're just coming from some some domain that's been taken over. But the this particular attack was a reply chain attack. So what it what it basically did was, so let's let's imagine you and I have, have been conversing via email. Mm -hmm. And I'll suddenly get an email from you mm. using that thread 
to then say to me, oh, hey, listen, I'm just sharing a document with you. And people are falling for it because it's using the email thread. Yes. And it, it's actually it's actually brilliant. And this mm. is why we always say to people, you need to carry out simulated attacks. Now, I know there was a um, there was a train company who did a, a, fish, a fishing simulated attack on all their staff. And everyone fell for it because it was I think it was about a bonus. And wow. the union, one of the train unions came out and said it was unethical what they did. And we're as an industry, we're kind of going, no, that was brilliant. Mm. An entire company falls for the phishing email. Mm. I said that 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 just proves that we're not infallible. Yes. We have to keep, and that's part of the education is running those simulations because it's not unethical because it keeps people in a job. Yeah. Because a, a cyber attack can take down a company. And I always I always say to people like this, the pandemic being like this just unprecedented event, global event, which which it was and still is. And I keep saying to people, but they're almost once in a lifetime events, aren't they? Really, mm. really and truly. They kind of want, we hope, the impact of a cyber attack is the same as the impact of the pandemic, except that threat is a constant threat. Wow. Constant. So if we're going to sort of put it into perspective, we're talking about a threat that's, that has the same consequences of a pandemic because mm. that happens more often. You know, you're in danger every day. I mean, I, 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 I never like to scaremonger, but, but this is the reality. Yes. So if you're scared, good, but do yeah. something about it, you know, because I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm telling you these things happen. Yeah. These things happen and people, and, and it really sometimes comes down to people not even doing the basics. So again, the basics for this particular case study would have been, you know what? Why are you worried about whether we're getting a kickback from Microsoft? A, it never, that doesn't exist. And B, you're missing the point. I always say to people, we'll show you where the red line is. Mm. And that's all we can do. Listening to you, it sounds like the things that I've been picking up are to double check emails when I'm tired, like after 3.30 on a Friday, not to give out personal information. So things like data mining, questions on social media can actually be for very nefarious purposes. To be aware that this threat is always around and to ask ourselves, what is the cost of not doing what we ought to do? What is the cost of always using the same password? What is the cost of, of being breached? Because that puts everything into perspective. Today, we have been talking about scams, in particular, cybersecurity scams. And these can hit our businesses. They can hit our own personal lives. If you have missed any of the show, please do listen again on our Listen Again page, which is Radio forward slash listen again, search the Wellbeing Lounge. And my special guests have been Jacob Radomski, who is a financial analyst who talked to us all about staying safe with our banking. And now I'm joined by Danny Eastman, who has been telling us all about the different cybersecurity scams that are out there and the things that he's involved in. But also, he's now going to give us his top tips for staying safe online so i'm going to sort of give you the tips mm -hmm. but also reverse it in by saying what the common mistakes are lovely we've already spoken about oversharing lack of awareness whether it's a conscious choice or not not using a password manager because actually one of the first things we say is don't for high risk or high level accounts like your bank for example um 
maybe if you're running a business and you've got your HR platform or your, your, um, your finance platform, those should be unique passwords and unique usernames. Mm-hmm. Um, you should never uh, duplicate your password over multiple uh, accounts anyway, but especially not high-level, high high-risk accounts. Now, another thing, for goodness sake, stop changing your password every 30 days. People are still doing it. And um, it's interesting in the States, uh, I believe, unless it's changed. So uh, I, I be, there was certainly a couple of years ago, I read the IRS's, um, so the HMRC equivalent in, in the States, the IRS uh, guidance for accountants mm. uh, and things that they expected them to adhere to. And one of the things was to change the password every 30 days. Now, the GCHQ, uh, maybe I'm going back four years now, mm. um, through the National Cybersecurity Center, had written a fantastic article that said, stop doing it. Stop wow. doing it. It is, because if you think about it, if, if I if I say, Audrey, you know what? You've got your password. I want you to change it. And and I'm just, just for the sake of this example, your uh, password was flower one. Yeah. No. And I said, right, you've got to change it now in 30 days. I'm like, oh, how am I going to remember it? Flower, flower two. two. <laughs> um, now, Whilst, so this is, whilst this is comical, this is actually what's happening. Yes. And so, of course, now the cyber criminals aren't stupid. They've got they can they can create a script, so a script that will run much like a, a program will run, a piece of software will run. They have a script that will run that will find the pattern in in a in a changed password, and they will they will nail it. Yeah, they will nail it. That's why. So our advice is certainly, you know, firstly, make sure your passwords are strong. Yes. Tips for not being caught out. Again, having different passwords, but using a password manager to help you because they will generate a password for you. Mm-hmm. And there will be, you know, at least eight characters long, you know, uppercase, lowercase letters. Yes. Uh, using numbers, using uh, special characters. And it's amazing what you do find uh, when people think they're being funny by spelling password using capital p at sign five five w zero r and then d and i'm like yeah you know what if you think you're being original and nobody's ever thought about that i can tell you right now that is on a list you know what that's just i have to change all my passwords now (laughs) but other things are again this is another big big mistake people use treating public wi-fi like it's private that's very interesting, especially in things like airports, because that's when you want to connect to the Wi-Fi. And I mean, I get the nickname on holiday of Audrey Free Wi-Fi Tang, and I, I'm getting worried about what you're going to say now. Should I not say it next time? Uh, but no, I mean, look, you know, the I can tell you right now that without getting into it too much, you know, there's, there's an opportunity there for people to listen in because you're all right. connected to the same uh, router for, in an airport. you depending on where you are in the airport, you know, you'll literally transition between different uh, uh, routers. But if I'm, if I'm by the gate and you and I are connected to the airport Wi-Fi, we're connected to the same router because we're in the vicinity of that router, right? Mm-hmm. Or that extension, whatever they might have in place. If I run certain software, I can actually monitor traffic going to that router. Wow. Now, Currently, and I might be wrong here, it might have changed. Currently, that's not illegal to listen to traffic. 
Wow. It may have changed now. It may have changed. Either way, it doesn't matter. If someone's listening, they're listening. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's legal or not. Yeah, it's true. What, the, what they, what cyber criminals do, and it, it I, I can't give you a statistic about how often this happens because often they're not reported. Mm. Um, or they're certainly not publicized by the company. Mm. Um, and I can inject traffic. So what I do is it's called a man in the middle attack. And I sit between you mm. and that router. And as far as you're concerned, you're connected to the router. Everything you send is in the clear. Now, how have big companies combated these weaknesses? They do something where rather than historically, when you put your username and password, it's basically in the clear. And it was only encrypted when it reached the platform you were using. So right. companies like Google, Facebook, and, and a, a lot of others, I, I just no point in going through the whole list. Mm -hmm. What they now do is they encrypt before you send it from your computer. So before right. that traffic leaves your computer, it's encrypted. And that's sort of mitigated the risk of that man in the middle attack. Mm. Um, but what if you're uploading family photos, you know, yeah. family Google space or yeah. OneDrive or Dropbox, you know, wherever you might. So there's still a risk. Mm. There's still a risk. Uh, other things as well, layer your defense. So right. we get a lot of people who say, oh, we've got antivirus. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. What else? What do you mean? Oh. So you've got antivirus, so what else do you have? Well, that's it. And I'm like, maybe 10 years ago, I said, oh, if you've got nothing else. They go, no, no, no. We bought it off the shelf in whichever, you know, computer shop we might go to or whichever online shop we might go to. And we always talk about defense in depth. And this is, even businesses don't always get this. And we say it's about layered protection. So if you imagine a traditional antivirus will probably give you one, maybe two layers of protection. Mm. But then we need something a bit more, which is like anti-malware, anti-phishing, mm. anti-everything anti, uh, um, else. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's, quite, there's a lot of antis. And um, then, you know, each of those pieces of software might give you multiple layers within that software, or at least it adds up. Now, of course, the question is, Okay, great, but how many layers is enough? So I always say to people, don't go crazy. Don't, I don't want your listeners to suddenly go, right, we need to spend thousands of pounds to have multiple layers. Everything should be uh, aligned to your risk. If you're just yes. using your computer at home to do online banking, to do some emails, to maybe pop onto social media, to keep in touch with you know, relatives, wherever they may be, and friends, get your antivirus. But also look for an anti-malware um, mm. software as well. Now, some antiviruses do include that. The only reason why I might suggest that you get an additional one is if for whatever reason, that antivirus program, which includes the anti-malware and whatever else, if that gets compromised, what's your fallback? People aren't the targets, but cyber criminals don't care. It's very much like marketing. It's an odd, yeah. it's an odd <laughs> parallel. But it's that spray and pray. If yeah. I, if we, if we try to compromise a hundred thousand people, even if a thousand fall for it, mm. you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. That's that's phenomenal. This is so completely eye opening. Um, where can we find out more about you? Where can we get in touch with you? Where can we seek your consultancy? Should we need to? We are on all uh, social media channels. 
uh, as Cyber Fortified, so at Cyber Fortified. And um, our website is www.cyber-fortified.com. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to, we, we do offer, so if there's any business owners listening in, we do actually offer um, complimentary consultation. Um, sometimes it's good just to, you know, ask a few questions of us and, you know, we're very honest. We're very, we're a very ethical company. If we can't help you, we'll tell you who can, you know, but you can, um, I'll actually, so if you want to email us at secure more, so secure more, M-O-R-E, or one word, at cyber-fortified.com, we'll, we'll get you scheduled in for a complimentary consultation. And, um, but for everybody else, like I said, we're on all, all of our social media channels. We're always posting tips. Uh, we're currently working on a new vlog as well. Um, and so that will just continue that um, education that we put out there on the social media channels. And if there's a particular threat or as we're coming up to Christmas as well, we're going to have a series of, of posts about, um, you know, safely uh, buying uh, gifts online as well. So just watch out for those as well. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Danny. This has just been so enlightening. And that's all we have time for. But if you'd like to find out more, do go to my website, which is www.draudreyt.com and check out my articles, which give you practical tools to live your best life. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive.